and there's a key under the gnome in the front yard. I think it's funny because it's like... That's where your key is and I can come break into your house? Yeah, but... Wait, no. <laughs> That's not where our key is. Hello and welcome to our Riverdale podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 22-year-old film student from Alberta, Canada. I like brooding anti-heroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at the hundred scripts on Twitter, and you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. My favorite iPhone app is Roller Coaster Tycoon Touch. And my name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 27-year-old writer in Vancouver, BC, but currently coming to you from Maui. I'm on Twitter at at Britannia, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. And my favorite iPhone game is Best Fiends, and I think I've been playing it for a year straight. (laughs) Today, we have words to say about episode 111 of Riverdale, to Riverdale and back again. Ugh, so many ones. One, 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 one. I think you said that you had something to say about the title, didn't you? Well, yeah, To Riverdale and Back Again is actually um, an Archie TV movie from the 90s that I'm pretty sure, can't remember, I'm pretty sure Archie and Veronica got married Oh. in this TV movie. Yeah, Archie To Riverdale and Back Again is a live-action television movie baked o- based on the comic book characters by Archie Comics. It's like 15 years after they've graduated Riverdale. He became a lawyer and um, is preparing to marry his fiance Pam, but he goes to Riverdale for his high school reunion. Oh, yeah. So this makes sense. And then like his engagement is in trouble because he sees Betty and Veronica and he's still in love with her. And then there's like all this drama with Reggie and Mr. Lodge and evicting Pop Tate from the soda shop and all this stuff. And it's just like so hilarious. I want to watch this. And Moose and Midge are married, and they're chiropractors, and they have a kid. Reggie owns a gym. Where is Midge? Jughead is a psychiatrist and is divorced. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, uh... Well... Veronica, cool. uh, has been married and divorced four times. Ah, Which is, like... That's a stereotype. That fits with comic Veron- Veronica, but, like, show Veronica? Yeah, not this Veronica. Nah. We want to start a new little segment at the beginning here called... Well, right now it just says thoughts from listeners in our Google Doc, but I don't know if that's like its official title and stuff. But pretty much this week we got a lot of feedback slash fun facts and such from um, some friends and listeners. And so we thought we would share some of them. Because they're all really smart. You guys are wonderful and smart. Yeah. So my good friends Steph and Izzy, who I've been friends with, since I was, like, halfway through high school, pointed out that Jughead's cake was in the shape of a burger, (laughs) and we totally missed that. so sad I missed that. And they also said that Jughead takes his hat off at the end uh, at Pops, which you said you noticed, but we forgot to bring up. Yeah, I noticed that because I was like, oh my god, look at that vulnerability, and then just didn't mention it. Yeah. So thank you to those two for bringing it up yeah and our next one comes from kim throneberry on twitter who is kthrow and she she has a theory that mary andrews is the murderer and girl i agree so much (laughs) like i I, especially after this week's episode i was like there's no way that mary comes back into town and all of this happens at the same time and it not be a coincidence yeah like i think kim said that it was like she left at the perfect time and then like and it wasn't she didn't leave for the divorce she left because she was gonna be like a culprit or exactly whatever. like she's like in league with fp or something 
And I kind of agree with this even after this episode because she seemed like real chill. Like too chill. Yeah. Too chill for someone who's going through a divorce. Yeah. Lastly, we got a tweet from Janice, that's at Janice 16728574, who pointed out that the dude that Cheryl was kissing at the party was a moose. See, like, I noticed this dude, and I, like, looked real carefully, and I was like, no, I don't think we know that guy. But apparently it was moose, and she provided receipts from, like, one of the, like, writers or producers or whatever, so... She put Shout in out. so much work. Like, she made a collage. Legitimately, so much respect. I respect you. I, I, I am in awe of you. This research, though. We love you. So good. So if uh, you guys ever feel like, hey, those two, uh, they messed up, <laughs> let us know and maybe we'll put your thoughts in this little segment at the beginning. Because let's be real, we, we mess up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just human, okay? It's true. All right, so the first thing that we're going to start with is uh, uh, most of the stuff that happens with team adults. My favorite team! Yeah. Um, But first I want to bring up, like, I wrote down a point that just didn't fit in any of the storylines. Was just Uh that the pussycats were at the beginning singing on the... Like, why... Like, Josie's supposed to be a main character. Why wasn't Josie singing at Homecoming? Yeah. Why? Where were they? Archie sang in Homecoming. Josie did not. Like, where are they? They're... I love Val, but, like, why is she the most important pussycat? You know what I mean? I do not know. It's, like, the same thing with, like, Reggie, where it's, like, Reggie's a main character and is just kind of floating in the background. Sad. isn't there. It makes no sense. And, like, also, I love Kevin, but, like, who's Kevin? (laughs) You know? Yeah. But, anyway, team adults. So, Mary's home. And she's like, Archie's like, you came home because of the divorce. And I'm like, well, why can't you just be like, hey, I came home because it's my high school reunion. Yeah. Like, that would make sense. Well, that would make too much sense. Yeah, yeah. And Mary's like, I hope I can see you play live. And he's like, yeah, let me lie to you so that you can. Oh, bless, though. He just wants to, like, make his mom happy. Yeah. And then the next time is Hermione and Mary meeting up. One thing that I wrote was, does she know? And... It seems like later when she's talking to Alice that she does know. She totally knows. So, I don't know. I, if, listen, if Mary Andrews is not the murderer, I have a whole lot of respect for her. Right? Because she's so chill. She's She's so kind to Hermione. She just said, like, Fred's an adult. He can do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. Like, I'm sure she knows. And then Hermione says it's karma, like, her husband's in jail because it's karma for being a mean girl in high school. And it's just weird because I, like, cannot see Hermione as a mean girl at all. Well, I see this is just like they are the original trio, mm-hmm. which is wild. I can totally see Hermione being a mean girl in high school. Yeah? Yeah, I feel like she'd definitely be a reformed mean girl. Just like Veronica. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, the next time is they're like, we, should we have pizza or Chinese food? She's like, let me guess, you have pepperoni and red pepper. Red, why is there so much red? Like, now, ever since Archie had that thing where he chilled with Cheryl for a while, I pay attention to every single red thing that happens to him. Like, his suit jacket. Oh, yeah, it was like a red velvet. Uh Uh-huh. Which is good cake, by the way. So much red. I don't know. But... I don't... That must just be one of Archie's, like, thematic colors. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I mean, the redhead. Yeah. It doesn't really feel like Fred is a redhead, so I think that might just be a Mary thing. Yeah. But here's my thing. 
if Penelope and Clifford also grew up in Riverdale, like, why are there so many redheads in Riverdale? Because usually redheads aren't, like, super, like, theory. What if Mary Andrews and Penelope Blossom are related? Dude! Would that mean that Mary killed, like, her own... It would also mean that Cheryl kissed Archie and they're, like, cousins or something. I don't know. Okay, but that would make perfect sense because they look so much alike. There's so much incestual stuff happening in this show I know, already. I know. And then, you know, and Cheryl's into that stuff, right? Yeah. Honestly, I think you cracked it open. All right. Cool. Okay. Nephew. Nephew was the word I was looking Nephew. for. I, I kept, could not find that word. Also, Mary invited Hermione to the dance. Yo, I have so many questions about this. Okay, okay, go, go, go. Well, I think I, we'll, we'll get there once they actually get to the dance. Yeah, okay, okay. But, like, that was a really great conversation between the two of them, because Hermione felt so awkward. Yeah. And it's kind of nice seeing Hermione on the back foot, because a lot of the time she's either in power or someone's threatening her, but on this one it was just kind of like, oh, I am uncomfortable. Yeah. And then, so later, Jughead and Archie are alone, and they're talking about it. Jughead says, so the worm turns. And so that's, like, a saying... And it's like, tread on a worm and it will turn. And it means even defenseless things will try and defend themselves. But I've like, never heard that phrase before. No, I know. I googled it. But, like, I don't know how that's relevant <laughs> to... I feel like none of Jughead's pop culture references are overly relevant at this point. He's just, like, picking sayings. Yeah, he's like, here's, here's something to make me sound edgy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The next one, I, I, it literally just says, Fred, two dates. What the hell? I was like, oh my god, okay, so they're gonna, you know, it's a flashback to when they all went to see each other's dates yeah. in the first couple episodes, and it was Betty and Veronica and Archie, and I was like, oh, that's cute. But then they were all holding hands? Yeah. And I was like, what's going on here? I don't know. Because I'm like, Fred, is this you... polyamory? I'm like, Fred, you... You broke up with Hermione, though. So, yeah, what is their relationship? But I'm like, Fred broke up with Hermione, and he and Mary are getting divorced, but they all seem very friendly with each other. I don't know. It's like they're forgetting about the team adult storyline again. Is this polyamory or not? I don't know. I don't know either. But I would be excited if it was, because no one does that. I would watch that. Yeah. Yeah. And then Alice and Mary are in the bathroom. I have a, I have a question, though, because I assume that... They both took their husbands' names. Yeah. And they both knew each other in high school. And so I find it weird mm-hmm. that Alice comes in and says, Mary Andrews. And Mary says, Alice Cooper. When that's probably not how they knew each other when they were growing up. That's true. It's probably just to, you know, remind us yeah. through dialogue that, like, that's who they are to each other. Yeah. I wonder what their maiden names are. Yeah, I don't know. I want to know, though. It, Alice's is the same as Penelope's maiden name, though. Calling it. Yeah! And then Wait, Alice... Mary's is the same as Penelope's? Alice uses the word polyamorist, which isn't a word. It's not a word, but Alice and I are on the same wavelength on this question. Yeah. Polyamorist isn't a word. I think you would use the word polyamorous person. Yeah. Um, but okay. Polyamory uh, enthusiast. And then she says it's a compliment. I'm like, okay. And it's like, I don't think anything Alice has ever said is a compliment. I'm like, I don't know how you mean that as a compliment, but, like, I support you thinking it's positive. But can I just say, I am freaking living for petty as hell Alice. Mm-hmm. She's so, she's so mean, but, like, something about her has switched where, like, the pettiness 
I guess comes like with a little bit of like, oh, we we might like this character now. Right. So her pettiness is amusing instead of just annoying. Right. I don't know. Next, Fred and Mary are dancing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, first of all, Hermione's looking on sad sadly. So, okay. And then Poor they're Hermione. pretty much just saying, are Archie and Veronica in a relationship? And Fred's like, well, probably. <laughs> Who the frick knows? I just think it's weird because he's like, we haven't had the conversation, but the magic ba- eight ball says yes. But like, I'm like, the last episode was like literally two days ago. Yeah. So like, I don't know. What's the truth? <laughs> he's like, sorry, I didn't call you back after the party. And she's like, that's Okay. Fred's like, we haven't had the conversation yet. I'm like, that's because it happened two days ago, Fred. Like, Archie and Veronica have barely had the conversation. Okay, so the last thing is that uh, Mary is asking Archie to think about coming to Chicago with her. And Fred overhears that. Chicago, Illinois, is like a shiny toy. The Perry State is proud to state that it's its pride and joy. The Windy City Street to clean off your feet. No? Please keep going. It's usually me who sings. I'd like, I'd, I like this. I have a deep Broadway musical knowledge. Um, and I may have watched Victor Victoria about 500 times. I think, like, I don't have a broad Broadway music, uh-huh. like, repertoire. But, like, when I do know a show, I know the whole show. Yeah, mine is, mine is um, to be fair, all Julie Andrews based. Mm-hmm. So, like, if Julie's done it, I know the words to all the songs. Right. Yeah, so that was um, for any Julie Andrews fans in the crowd. Where, where are you Which at? Which is everyone. That's yeah. everyone. Everyone. All right, so now we're going to talk about uh, Polly and Cheryl. So the first thing is, like, this ridiculous moment where Cheryl's like, I have an announcement, and it's just, like, a group of five people that she's talking to. Anything that Cheryl says is an announcement that requires all of the eyes on her. I thought it was Let's so funny. Real. She's like, you're the only people who actually matter. So I'm going to tell you now. Yeah. Also, she makes me sad. She pretty much just says, Polly's coming as my date and we're going to go up and win as co-queens because it should have been her and Jason. And, uh... That's a really sweet yeah. idea, by the way. It is a sweet idea, but then, like, you know, when they actually get to the... Like, we it never not, figure out who yeah. wins. Because she leaves. Well, you don't figure out who wins, and we still don't know why she hates Polly so much. Yeah, because, like, her first thing with Polly is, like, we're so much better as friends. And I'm like, oh, my God, pick one. Well, that and, like, she helped hide Polly in the first place. She cares about the babies. But then she actually secretly hates Polly, and is it because she thinks that Polly is the reason that Jason's dead? I don't know. I have no idea. I just... I'm very confused as to Cheryl's motives, because once again, they're going, oh, we need her as a mean girl, and then we need her nice. Yeah. And so they keep changing her personality. Yeah. And then, you know, the last thing I have about that scene is just that she calls Betty Nightmare Smurfette, and I like that. (laughs) Um, What a nickname. Yeah. I would not like to And then the next time is Polly Snoop's Red Wigs. So how much more normal does Mr. Blossom look without that friggin' wig on? So much more normal, but also it was like a little like um unnerving just because like you always see him like that yeah he always looks vaguely unreal just like jason i feel sad because they were like baiting us with the trailer being like jason wigs did they dress someone else as jason ah and then you know it it ended up not even being that and i'm like boo well that's what happens when you fall for advertising i know whatever next 
I just I just think he's creepy and I want to know why he constantly needs the friggin' wigs. I know. Why would you want to look like you're related to your wife? Yeah, that's true. Oh my god. Yeah. Wait. Like, what's the point of the wigs in the f***ing first place? Oops. Puppy bark. Puppy bark. I'm just trying to make sense of this. Because Blossoms, we know that Clifford has to have been a redhead because he's a Blossom. Mm-hmm. And Penelope and Mary, who are now my headcanon sisters, have to be redheads. So, like, where did he find P- Penelope? Are they, like, exactly. the only two redhead families in the... Or, like, are they related to, like... Cheryl likes incest because her parents are incestuous. <laughs> Literally, though. And I guess, like, Clifford, like, never considered using just for men. Right. And, like, dyeing his hair. No, he's she like, said nah, that. I'm she said keep... that. She said one time he tried dyeing his hair, but then... And then she never got to finish the sentence. Yeah, because so much of this episode is like, oh, hey, here's a logical answer to this question, but I'm not actually going to answer the yeah, question. Yep, yep, and I'm yep. like, but that doesn't help me. But, but, but wait. Betty is setting up the dance, and then she gets a call from Polly, and she's pretty much just saying she's doing that stuff with Cheryl to distract her, and then Penelope comes in, and she has a strawberry milkshake, which I called as her favorite, and she says, this is your daily milkshake. Okay. Why is she getting daily milkshakes? I know. I think I know. I feel like there's an example of this somewhere else, but I cannot, for the life of me, remember where it is. But I think that she's giving her daily milkshakes, being like, look at how good these milkshakes are. Every day, nothing bad is happening to you. So that when she does need to, like, drug her or whatever, she's like, trust this milkshake because it's never wronged you before. Oh, I see. So they were basically, like, lulling her into a false sense of security. Yeah. For when they needed it. Exactly. Like, the okay. only the only example I can think of, which isn't even really an example, is when Jim kept giving Dwight mints. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and playing the sound at the same time. Yeah, and then the one time yeah. when he doesn't give him the mint yeah, and he's confused. It's like, pa- it's Pavlov's dog. Yeah. Pavlov's strawberry milkshake. Exactly. Oh my god, that's so funny. Um, the next time or we Polly. see Polly and Cheryl is just, can I just remind you of something? Sure. Cover Girl. It's sponsored by Cover Girl. Wait, are you saying that this show is sponsored by Cover Girl? I'm saying that that Cover Girl is often Whoa. a part of this show. Whoa. You know, I never would have noticed that from the really subtle advertising they do. Yeah. So it's that's It's just fun. so well integrated, you know? I know. Wow. Hmm. Shocking. Mm-hmm. This podcast is not sponsored by po- Cover Girl. But if, but it, if, if Cover Girl wants to sponsor us. Hit me up, man. I'm into I am- it. Always looking for a new foundation to match this pale exterior. <laughs> Same. Polly's like, let's borrow Penelope's jewelry because it's a blast from the past. And the things that she's saying about Clifford is that it's it's said that his hair turned white overnight and it's because he saw a ghost or whatever. And I'm like, girl, why don't you just ask him? Yeah, like, why does her dad's hair even have an urban legend? Like, why does he have to be, like, a superstition? Why... why like, he's your dad. The Blossoms are always doing the most. Yeah, like, I get that he's a little a little frightening, but, like, he's your dad. You could probably ask him. Like, uh, 
And then when he was talking about later, this is getting a little bit ahead, but he was talking about how he was grooming the wrong blossom. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, probably because you're a sexist asshole. Yeah, exactly. She's and like, you can puppy bark that out, but everyone will know what I said. Okay. She says, I, I love a silver fox. And I'm like, girl, that's your dad. Stop it. Hey, Mr. Andrews, looking particularly dilfy today. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> um, and then she finds Nana's ring. And I have a question. I just don't remember. I remember specifically us talking about where the ring is, like where the ring was, wherever the ring is, this happens or something. But I, I don't remember. I thought the ring was in the car. That's what I was thinking. But then I looked through my notes and I couldn't find anything about the ring. I thought the ring was in the car, too. I mean, I I guess it wasn't. I just, I don't understand why Polly didn't have it. Yeah. Because here's my thought process, then. If the ring is in the car, we know, we thought that FP was the one who torched the car because he had Jason's jacket. Mm-hmm. So them having the ring makes me think that they're the ones who tor- torched the car. But if that's true, then how did FP get the jacket? Well, unless... Frick. Unless the Blossoms conspired to have their own son killed. Here's the reason why I don't think that's true, though. Why? Is because at the end, Paul or Penelope and Clifford are oh, crying right. about it, and they don't know that, that Polly's listening in. Then someone, whoever torched the car must have returned the ring back to them. I guess. So FP must have returned the ring back to them, slash... Whoever it was. Whoever. Or, like, they planted it somewhere for them to find or something. Because that story they told Cheryl feels very unbelievable. No, I, yeah, I don't think that happened at all. Especially because Jason was leaving secretly. Exactly. So he wouldn't have yelled at them before he left. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But, yeah. So Polly tries to get the ring. The more you start to, like, look closer at this, the more it all starts to fall apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Cheryl's pretty much saying just because you have those babies doesn't mean that you're safe. And it's like... From what? Yeah, like, I don't know. Whatever. Why is Cheryl threatening Polly? I don't get it. I don't- I just want Cheryl and Polly to be actual friends instead of flip-floppy. Or, like, work together to help solve Jason's murder. Yeah. Penelope gives her their explanation that's not really real, and then she's like, here, have your milkshake. And, like, you could tell that it's drugged. Yeah. You could tell from, like, the way they were shooting it and everything, and maybe even the music- but, like, I genuinely thought neon sign there. that Polly would be able to tell. And yeah, so, I thought Polly was going to fake it out. Yeah, exactly. I thought she was going slurp, slurp, and then bleh, like, put it back yeah. or something. But she fell right for it because of psychology. <laughs> because of reasons. Yeah. So then uh, Polly's going to be asleep until the morning. And it's like, it sucks because it's like Penelope's like... Yeah, I know that you were really looking forward to this, Cheryl, but because of my motives, I'm going to disappoint you once more. Because Cheryl never actually gets to be, like, a kid or a daughter. Yeah. She's always... She, Cheryl is a prop to everyone. Mm-hmm. She's just uh, a means to an end. You can inconvenience her by any means necessary because, you know, no one cares about her feelings. Yeah. Then, you know, Clifford says the thing where he's like, I should have been working with you instead of Jason and... Like, I wish I could agree, but, like, I don't know Jason. <laughs> I say this every time, but, like, I don't I don't know Jason. And, like, you know, the way that some people talk about him is completely contradictory to the way that other people talk about him. Yeah. Like, the way his family talks about him is completely different than the way that the football team talks about him. And even the way that Cheryl talks about him. 
And but that's pretty normal for yeah. teenagers, right? Like, there's so many sides of themselves they hide from other people. I'm like, do I hate Jason or do I not hate Jason? I don't know. I have absolutely no... I, I can tell you that the show has not made me feel sad that he is dead. No. Other than that I feel bad for Cheryl, but the show keeps trying to make me do the most to hate Cheryl. Yeah, exactly. So, what do they want? I don't know. But then Cheryl tells them that she flushed the ring down the toilet. And, like, I could tell that she didn't because they showed us a little flashback and she didn't do it. She just did yeah. had the, did the contemplation beforehand. And I was like, yeah. if they're not showing us her doing it, she didn't do it. Yeah. I was watching that and I was like, she just walked out of the room with the ring. What kind of idiots yeah. would fall for this? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, okay, well, um, good job. Do, do you yeah. think that they were actually like, okay, good job? Or were they like, well, can't take that back now, can we? Oh, I think it's a bit of both. Yeah. Where it was like, oh, crap, she is much smarter than we, than we gave her credit for. But also, we don't have the ring anymore. Yeah. Um, the next time is just that they're at the dance and Polly's not there. And Cheryl says she's never doing anything nice for anyone ever again. The last one is that Cheryl's just making sure that Polly's still breathing. And Penelope's crying. And, oh, wait. Remember before when I said that they were crying and Polly, they didn't know Polly was listening in? Yeah. Polly was asleep. I meant Cheryl. Oh, yeah, I thought, no, I was following okay, you on cool. that one. And then we learned that Cheryl has the ring, which, duh. Duh. Okay. That's that storyline, unless you have more. No, I'm just pissed at Cheryl's continued confusing characterization. Yep. Next storyline is a bunch of stuff. Archie and Veronica and Allison FP, which I wrote in the doc and I was really proud of myself. A and V and A and FP. <laughs> oh. It sounds so pleasing. Ugh. It's like a, 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 um, what is it? A B and E with B and V. Yeah. Initials. So Hiram is probably going to get a lesser sentence and be out in Yay. months. And Hermione's mad at Veronica for continually just being like, what if dad's a bad dude? And it's like, you think Hermione would maybe know that her husband is a bad dude? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of Hermione's apologism on his behalf. Mm-hmm. Me too, me too. Uh, Archie's like, sorry for not calling you. And she's like, I don't care. Because <laughs> Veronica just doesn't mm-hmm. need to make this a thing at all right now. And I'm like, dear show, let Archie be single. Just for a little while. Just let him, and let him be okay with being single. Let him find himself, you know? He doesn't let need him do his to music. do this. Yeah. Yeah. So Alice and Betty are in with the blue and gold, and Veronica comes in as well. It's interesting because Alice and Betty are dressed pretty similar. They're both wearing pink. They do the same thing later with their complimenting dresses, too. Yeah. And then one of my favorite moments in the episode is when Alice goes, So I have compiled this list of seemingly innocuous... The seemingly innocuous list of questions. So (laughs) you can use that. (laughs) <laughs> she's so shady i love she's her so prepared and then later veronica comes back and wants to help alice be shady as heck and it's like heck yes veronica join team alice yes. and then uh later after cheryl's made her announcement archie's like hey betty can i play at the at the show and betty's like mm, your stuff's depressing and then here's where we get problematic Here's the worst friggin' scene that this show has done thus far. I cannot believe this. This was, like, I I watched it, and I had, like, a knee-jerk, like, cringe into the couch. No, like, literally, they said it, and I was just like, ah, that's bad. Wh- why? 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 Why you write that? Why you choose to do that? Bad. Bad, not good. Especially, there's, there's so many issues with using a slit-your-wrist joke. 
first of all, any slit your wrist joke is not a joke. No, it's not a joke. Like, I mean, what? I know everyone thinks we as a society have no sense of humor, and it's like, no, we just don't find shitty things yeah. funny anymore. Mm-hmm. We our, our sense of humor has evolved to be above things like this. Exactly. So, instead of saying it makes you want to sli- slit your wrists, you could come up with a whole host of other jokes, including, it makes me want to unironically shop at Hot Topic. Exactly. Or, you, you know, so a different a different thing that, like, sounds like Hot Topic, but isn't quite Hot Topic. Yeah, yeah. like Hot Tropic. Yeah. Or, like, the emo bargain bin. Okay, here, there's this, there, there's this joke in season one of Orphan Black, um, mm-hmm. where Sarah's out doing, like, shady clone things, and she's pretending to be Beth, and so Art, who's Beth's partner, goes where are you? And she goes, I'm at home in the bath. And he's like, really? Can you hear me knocking? And she's like, uh, yep. And he's like, where are you? And she's like, I was shopping at Bed Bath and Beyond. No one wants to admit that. (laughs) See, that kind of joke is easy. Exactly. It doesn't take very much effort. Like she was doing shady clone things, but yeah. It, and first of all, I would always admit that I'm at Bed Bath and Beyond because I love Bed Bath and Beyond. I love Bed Bath and Beyond too. They have Bed Bath and Beyond there. Exactly. Making a self-harm joke, especially around Betty, who self-harms. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Super lazy, terrible, don't get it, like, thought these writers were smarter than that, but I guess they're not. Yeah, that makes me extra upset, especially because last episode, Jughead learned that Betty self-harms. Yep. And then he's the one who makes the joke. And they're like, makes you want to slit your wrist, but in a good way. In an like, awesome no. way. No. 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 What? Teenagers with each other might make that joke, but I personally think teenagers are way above that mm-hmm. at this point. But you don't put that on national television. No. And normalize that kind of joke. No. And it seems like it's like such like, like oh my God, like why are you making such a big issue out of this? And it's because like right now as a society, mental health is so poorly represented especially in media with stuff like the movie split where you know dissociative identity disorder is seen as like oh there's multiple people and one of them's a murderer no it's all bull good mental health does not have good representation so when you make casual jokes like this on a cw teen show teens are going to be like i can make jokes about that and impact other teens who are going through stuff who self-harm it's bad it's not good it's not good bob it's not good. Pup setting. It's lazy. It's lazy writing. I can write better jokes in my sleep. You already did about yeah, a hot no. topic. Okay, but here's the thing. I actually did write that in my sleep. I came up with that joke as I was falling asleep. Proud of you. Call me, Riverdale writers. <laughs> Call me. So then Veronica's like, um, we're singing together. And Finally. then Veronica's like, hey, so I did that to pretty much bribe you into helping me. And I'm like, I love you, Veronica. And then, you know, I I like Archie in this moment because he's against it originally. Because mm-hmm. he's like, no, we have to believe Jughead just like Betty is. Like, I get where Veronica's coming from, but I mean, yeah. maybe I'm just a big fan of Jughead. So I just, I'm on Team Jughead except for that one time when he made an awful joke. But at the same time, I'm really glad that Archie did this because he knows the horrible impact it would have on Jughead if FP really was guilty. And since Jughead won't go after it, Archie did it on his behalf. Then Alice is making peach pie, and she says, I won't question him about his guilt unless it comes up in casual dinner conversation. 
Frick, I love Alice. Yeah. I have went, I've gone from hating Alice to being like, I live for Alice Cooper. I live for her shade. I live for her pettiness. Mm-hmm. I live for her bad decision making. Yeah. I live for her. I love, I live for her just like pretty face. Oh my, she's so pretty. Like the part where she like turns around and then it like racks focus from Betty to her and I'm just like, yes. Right? Yeah. Like, yes. Give me more of that face. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Stunning. Otherworldly. Award winning. Yeah, exactly. I'm gay. <laughs> um, okay, so then Archie shows up to Veronica's house and she's like, is this a booty call? <laughs> and he's like, I'm doing this. I've chosen to do this because I'm, I want to help Jughead. So like, either way, th- Archie's good. reasoning is good. Yeah. So Everyone has good yeah. intentions. They just led to hell. And they're saying both Jughead and Betty can never know. Yeah. And I'm like, well, how'd that work out for you? Yeah. Did that go well for you guys? Uh, the next time they show up to FP's house, and what's... Aren't you wearing a red jacket? Red. Uh, and there's a key under the gnome in the front yard. I think it's funny because it's like... That's where your key is, and I can come break into your house? Yeah, but... Wait, no. <laughs> that's not where our key is. But, like, that's a known thing that people do, is yeah. put keys underneath, like, lawn ornaments... And so, like, I don't know, I didn't take a a great look at it, but if that's their, like, lone lawn ornament... (laughs) It can be pretty obvious. Be like, oh, where's the key? Anybody could guess where it was. I wish I had a lawn ornament to keep a key on, but alas, I live in an apartment, and so when I left my keys in a cab last week, I just had to sit in the lobby. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. Oops. Uh, So they're searching around, and they haven't found anything, which is good. Yeah, because FP already disposed of all the evidence. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he just cleaned the house. Yeah. Well, that, and he gave that bag to Joaquin. Yeah. There keeps being lights outside that, like, come through the blinds that I keep being like, he's here. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And they're, like, never worried about it. So I'm like, I wonder if that's the person who ended up framing him or putting the gun in there or something. I don't know. Oh, girl. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm like, why aren't you guys surprised? Like, why aren't you guys freaking out about the fact that someone's driving up? Listen, they're not very observant. They're as observant as I am. I mean, they're busy, like, making out, so I get it, I guess. True. But and I whatever. mean, like, I don't hate having to watch them make out, so. <laughs> so, whatever. So. It's a win all around. Yeah. The next thing is that um, Veronica says, yay, though I walk through the valley of darkness. The actual phrasing is the valley of the shadow of death. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's from the 23rd Psalm, which is like a really popular one. Uh, there's a an episode of Lost in season two called the 23rd Psalm. And yeah, so that's a thing. I was, I was like, there's no way she could find a Lost reference in this. But then you, but then you did. Here I am. And I'm proud of you. Thanks. Robin makes Lost jokes all the time. All the time. Robin can make Lost references in her sleep. Yeah, I mean, the most interesting is when I actually get to talk about actually Lost. Yeah, and then it's like, how do you make Lost references while talking about Lost? Exactly. It's interesting. Yeah. Tune in to our, <laughs> to our Lost podcast. <laughs> the second episode just came out. Here's a shameless plug for her. For our last podcast. <laughs> it's good, I promise. So much smart stuff is going on over there. It's true. None of it from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, some of it coming from you, so shut up. 
Um, but either way, Veronica, like, I don't, yay though I walk through the Valley of Darkness is not a thing. No. But, like, it, why is, it's a, like. It's Veronica's thing now, okay? She's, like, always changing things, but I'm like, is the Bible copyright? Can't you just say things from the Bible? It's in Christianity and it's in Judaism. She has to put her own spin on it. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, that, how's Archie gonna know? That lodge ream exactly. Archie's gonna be like, that sounded smart. I don't know where that's from. Like, actually, maybe that's the secret to all of Veronica's pop culture references, is she doesn't actually know a lot of them. She gets them vaguely wrong, but everyone around her doesn't know what she's referencing. The anyway. only person that's who's confused is Cheryl. Would be, and Jughead would also call her on it, but they only ever spend any time together. Yeah, but then again, okay. Jughead also got the worm thing wrong today. Like, it made no sense. Unless we're crazy, in which case, tweet us so we can talk about it next week. Yeah, tweet us to tell us why these pop culture references make no sense. But, like, there's only two episodes left in the season, hey? Oh, boy. I think. That's what it said on the trailer. No, you're right. You're right. That's, um, terrifying. <laughs> that's, that's not many. No, it's not. And if you guys have any ideas of what you'd like us to do during the... Uh, season hiatus, let us know. Hiatus. Do some stuff. We should, uh, watch to Riverdale and back again and then just, like, <gasps> do, like, an audio commentary on it. Brittany! Literally, that sounds so fun. Let's do I that know. in July when you come. Okay. Legit, okay, I won't yeah. watch it. I won't watch it until then. Okay, don't watch it. I want. I watched it once a really long time ago. Tweet us if you're into this idea! Okay. Yeah. The next time it's Archie and Veronica is pretty much, like, Betty comes up and is just like, have you seen Archie and Veronica? And, like, he doesn't even get a chance to answer. Like, he doesn't even have a line. She's yeah. just like, oh, found him. Wait, who does she go up to? Kevin. Poor Kevin. He's just trying to have a nice slow dance with his boyfriend. I know, right? Again, shout out to the normalization of uh, taking your boyfriend to prom. Yeah, it was awesome. Was like, nobody even came up and was just like, hmm, what's going on here? That was that was amazing, and I loved it. Yeah, I like that, too. It was good. Um, so then Alice ends up talking to Betty and Veronica, or Veronica and Archie, and Betty's like, hmm displeased do you want to hear a fun fact about film and how they must have filmed this yeah so like that room is silent as heck mm-hmm. there's no oh, freaking you mean the way. dance yeah oh yeah right it's they're so playing awkward. no music <laughs> yeah. in reality no music all these people are dancing and i'm just like i feel like none of you are on beat because you don't hear the beat you there's nothing going on here <laughs> they were set up to fail from the beginning yeah like she's talking so quietly i'm like they're not playing music There's no way. So then Betty is pretty upset about that. And then Archie and Veronica start performing. And they say, Oh my God. I'm sorry. I laughed during this performance. I'm sorry. It was so cheesy and funny. It was cute, but I was like giggling the whole time. Yeah. Um, are you ready to make fun of me? Oh, all the time. That's, I'm, oh, I always have that ready to go. I, I'm not sure if you're going to just make fun of me or if you're just going to feel really old. Are you ready? I can do both. Okay. So um, the beat started for this song. Mm-hmm. And it started going. And I was like, wait. And he started singing and I went, this is a Jonas Brothers song. Okay. Well, uh, it's been nice being friends. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We had a good run. I um, warned you. I think, I think that's it for me. Here's the thing. I wasn't wrong. Okay, the Jonas Brothers have this song called Kids of the Future, which is literally just a cover of this song from when they did it for Meet the Robinsons, when Meet the Robinsons came out. I have a big head and little arms. And so it started and I was just like, wait, are they covering the Jonas Brothers right now? Okay, the other thing is just that Betty and Cheryl are 
Like, everyone's having fun except Betty and Cheryl. It's pretty much what's happening. Isn't that always the way? And then, how... <laughs> Archie, like, does this thing where he swings the guitar around his body and then gets it again, right? Mm-hmm. And then you just see the crowd and Moose is like, wow. It's like, wow. wow. Archie did a thing. He's so cool. And I'm like, Moose, buddy. That's the last thing I would applaud as being cool. Yeah. Because it's like, but then he's not playing the guitar. I just think Lindsay Lohan from the seminal film Freaky Friday would not have flipped her guitar sideways. <laughs> I didn't even get through it. Sorry. Oh, wow. Okay, okay, okay. So, the last thing that I have here, like, everything else is gonna be in the next thing about the gun and everything. Cool. But, so, Betty is con- confronts Alice about who tipped off the sheriff, and then Betty says that she loves Jughead. First of all, I 100% believe that Alice didn't do it. No, I don't think Alice did it either. No. I don't think it occurred to Alice to do it. No. Which means someone knew that someone was there and no one else was in on the plan. Because... Unless Mary overheard something. Right. Because here's the thing. Veronica and Archie told her that there was nothing there. Yeah. So I feel like she'd be like, okay, well, there's nothing there. Exactly. Why can't Kevin just ask him? Why can't Kevin ask his dad? This is just people not asking their dads questions that they could just ask their dads. See, this is why... I hate to be that person, but this is why every once in a while... Just go talk to your parents. Yeah. I don't know. I could talk to Works. my dad. I mean, he's not here right now, but I could. Yeah. So when I, I have a question, know. I call my mom. I don't know. <laughs> so Betty pretty much says, don't push me today because I'll push back. And this is like dark Betty a little bit. That was um, a boss moment. Hermione and Veronica say that they will just cut Hiram completely off. And they're and like, like, I don't yes. know if that's going to work, but you can try. Please sure. do it. Yeah. Hiram is like the... The worst thing in their relationship. Just cut him out and be fabulous together. Also, he was cast, hey? Yes. We'll get him next season. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. I'm psyched about it. Lastly, Betty goes to Pops looking for Jughead, and Archie and Veronica are also there, and we figure out that FP must have been framed. But we know we know he's not completely innocent, but he's he not. did look very surprised. Yeah, FP was definitely framed for this. FP's guilty of something, I just don't know what it is. Exactly, yeah. Are we ready to go in for the last storyline sort of thing that I've got yes. going on here? All right. Yes. Okay. So, this is kind of like Betty and Jughead personal stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I'm kind of mad at Principal Weatherby because at the very beginning of this episode, Betty goes, I'm a little busy, so is it okay if I hand off one thing to Ethel? And he goes, no. It's like, you know Ethel is totally capable of it. It's like, why not? Because the main character must do it. I guess. Jeez. That was annoying to me, though. Yeah. FP is all shaved and cleaned the house and read his book. Like, it's really sweet because he's like, I read it and can I ask you some questions about it? Which is like. That was really cool. The best thing you could do. Honestly. That's the best thing about FP as a parent is that he is very encouraging of Jughead's entire like hobbies and lifestyle and things like that like he's a very encouraging parent in terms of creative outlets yeah and he goes which isn't like as nice but we understand his motives behind it's just like you should move on from this and write about something else okay so here's the thing about this scene though okay is jughead says it's not so much about like who the murderer is but more about riverdale as a town right and i was like 
the writers can try and change the trajectory of this show to ask that question instead of who the murderer is because at this point it's probably gonna be disappointing who the murderer is and that's how they're setting us up for it yeah i'm not buying that i do Mm. not want to be told that that's not the point of the entire season because the entire theme state and like point of the show is who killed jason blossom yeah that's how they like that's how they advertised it yeah, that's how they sold the show to audiences. So to come in at episode 11 and have the one person who has been documenting this entire case say, I don't think it's so much about who killed Jason. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's what the, it's about. The question is who killed Jason. And if you try and sell me something other than that, it's not going to go well. Right. Critically, like, it's just, it's not going to go well. It, it's, it's false. Yeah. It's bull. Yeah. So... If they choose to go that way, I'm going to have some words. 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 Okay. Continue. Continuing. Continuing on. So, Betty has been, like, setting up for the thing, and then Jughead brings in this crate of Christmas lights. What, do you not just have crates of Christmas lights? I mean, like, if it was the theme, maybe that would make sense, but it's not... I don't know. He's helping! Okay, okay, yeah, 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 he's helping. And (laughs) he seems to be really excited, like... To go to this dinner um, yeah. because he thinks it's important for the family, which is like interesting because he's saying like it's like a for our future thing. Yeah, like whatever healing they went through in the last episode obviously really got through to him. Yeah, here's my thing. I tweeted about it today, but here's my thing that I realized while I was doing okay. like like he said something and I legitimately gasped and put my fa- my hand to my face. Why? Okay, Cole Sprouse Jughead goes the social experiment of it all. Cole Sprouse yep. said social experiment. I remember that. The first time I watched it, completely passed me by. Second time I watched it, literal gasp. Robin, would you like to explain what social experiment Cole Sprouse put the internet through once? I would love to. November 20th, 2012 on knowyourmeme.com. Cole Sprouse's mm-hmm. Tumblr experiment. experiment. Okay. I was on Tumblr for this, and I remember being really upset about it. I remember laughing my ass off at it. Okay. Background. On September 26, 2012, American child actor, this is very (laughs) professional, child actor Cold Sprouse, Cole Sprouse, best known for his work with his twin brother Dylan in the Disney Channel sitcom series, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Quick tangent. Did you see that video of him and KJ and how he said his celebrity crush was Dylan? His celebrity crush was Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, anyway. He launched a Tumblr blog called Culture Concept. He tweeted about it twice that day, asking his followers on Twitter to use his blog as a platform to discuss things that matter. In its beginning, Sprouse featured some of his own photography works on the site, but it soon became uh, preoccupied with answering fan questions. Notable developments. The same day that Sprouse unveiled his Tumblr blog, the child actor's fan site sprouse land i didn't know this was a thing linked to the blog in a post throughout october sprouse continued to interact with his fans on the blog by answering user submitted questions and even posting photos and audio of himself per request on october 23rd live journal gossip blog oh no they didn't posted screenshots shout of, out to ntd my old yeah. stomping ground um posted screenshots of sprouse's blog posts which was positively received with more than 300 comments from the live journal community I just want to shout out knowyourmeme.com, which I'm fully plagiarizing right now. Account deletion. Here is the big 
big twist that just angered the world. On November 18th, Sprouse published his last Tumblr post featuring a photo of himself with his hair over his face, one hand over his heart, and the other in a two-fingered salute, along with the text explaining that he had accomplished his goal of running a social experiment through the microblogging platform and that his account would be removed. The post gained nearly 18,000 notes in the first 72 hours. This announcement was followed by a series of tweets shown below further, further explaining his project as a way to see how people would react to the idea of being observed. Okay, here, here are the tweets now. Well, the Tumblr results are in. I suppose I've given this enough time to... Oh, God! No, don't use that word! That's my least favorite word in the whole world. Yeah, all of this was just Cole being shitty, so... That's my least favorite... I don't even want to look at it. Okay. What, what like, you know it? how some people just don't like the word moist? I, yes, and I love saying the word moist to make people... That's my word. Now I don't want to tell you, because I don't want you to keep saying the word. I won't say it. What is it? Okay, it rhymes with, uh... Um... Lester, except it, it starts with an F. With Fester? Ah, don't! Ew! Gross. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I know you would say it! Well, I had to guess what it was, Robin! Yuck, okay. Anyway, just the, what that, that word implies is gross. Okay. Alright. The goal was to see how a group of people reacted to a suggestion of being observed. Some of you guessed this. Good job, smiley face. I never actually stated you guys were part of an experiment or a project. You guys forgot about everything I said in my previous post, jumped to conclusions, and changed your disposition to me. Interesting. Even if I did conduct a report on this, which I'm not, you think I would do it without your permission? I love you too much. Not really. You guys reacted exactly how I thought you would, gaining nothing from what I said and acting like I betrayed you. Success and shame. I don't know you. You don't know me. People have the capability of being nice and mean. Don't blindly follow someone. I had fun. I hope you did too. We laughed. We even cried tears of a baby angel. So remember the good, not the bad. P.S. I will not be making another Tumblr. All people who say they are me are lying. Endless rage. Cole M.W. Sprouse. And then I realized I might actually be evil. Yeah, it was basically Cole saying, hey, um, I'm going to give you guys a platform to speak to me, a celebrity, mm -hmm. and then I'm going to make fun of you for it. It was hurtful. Yeah. Is what it was. And I remember being really hurt by that. As if, like, we were all just... You're sheep. Just basically. sheep. You know? Fans are sheep to him. So the fact that he said social experiment on TV, I don't know if they did it on purpose, but, I like, I audibly gasped. Yeah, that's a good look into Cole Sprouse as a person. Yeah. Jughead reveals that he wants to go back and live with his dad to Archie. Mm -hmm. And then Archie's like, um, I, like, I don't know what time it is, but they're clearly in bed. So it's probably like midnight. He's like, I have to go to the store. To yeah, it was totally um, not awkward at all. <laughs> He's like, I'm in my underwear. Let me put on my pants. I got to go to the store because my mom likes almond milk. And Jughead's like, sure, Jan. He's like, I'm glad that they didn't have Jughead being like, oh, well, okay. Because that's not Jughead. Jughead no. is like, uh, you suck at everything. Yeah. And then he's like, you planning on doing a rendezvous with Veronica? And, you know, he kind of was, so. I mean, yeah, just not yeah. for the fun reason that Archie kind of would prefer it be. Mm -hmm. uh, so then now they're at dinner. So it's Alice and Betty and FP and Jughead. And... Awkward. The show does awkward dinner parties very well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's actually been a lot, <laughs> now yeah. that I think about it. Jughead's hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I wore my hat like that, I wouldn't be able to keep it on my head for the life of me. Yeah, he probably keeps it uh, secured with bobby pins. That's what I'm thinking, because otherwise, how? Because yeah, it would for fall, sure. like, gravity, man. Like, I don't know. He definitely has, like, a secret bobby pin collection. Mm-hmm. And then Alice is, like, pretty much interrogating him, and... 
you know, all of this is stuff that we already know. There's a lot of yeah. exposition in this episode that was like stuff we know already. Like Veronica explained her whole thing about her dad and FP to three separate people. I think it was to Alice, to Hermione, and to Archie. Well, you know, just in case you're stupid and forgot. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, Alice is interrogating FP. We already know all this stuff. My favorite part is when FP says that he's a movie buff and, every, and like, Jughead smiled. Yeah. That was cute. That and then cute. Hal shows up. And no Betty... invites Chlamydia to the party. <laughs> Betty basically said, Mom wants you to come. So, like, is this Hal, like, having hope? No. Uh, no, that was, this was Hal seeing an opportunity to mess with Alice. Oh, you're right. Okay, yeah. Like, Betty and Alice are equal levels, levels of petty. Mm-hmm. Did you, Betty or Hal? No, Betty and Alice are equal levels of petty by inviting those two people. Oh, and I Hal see. And Hal is just like, oh, I'm gonna mess with them. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Then Hal says, I wonder if there's any vacancies in the trailer park because uh, I'm not having a great time sleeping in my office. And it's like... Cool. It's a little chilly in there because there's a giant hole in the door. Good, I hope you freeze. <laughs> and then they talk about their homecoming, and FP says that they were fighting, and Betty says that they were king and queen, and now, like, what was that about? I don't know, but I need to know. I there would like a, to some know. some original team adults drama that it, I don't think can even touch current yeah, kid drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to know. Yeah. And then they skip the pie, and they go. How rude. Alice made that for everyone. Yeah. So FP drove Jughead and Betty to the party. Homecoming. That. That. And now FP's like, let's get our family back together. Let's go to Toledo. Sure, why not? Okay. It's interesting why that Jughead... Wanna, why you want to run? Jughead's being asked to go to Toledo, and Archie's being asked to go to Chicago, like, in the same episode. Yep. So that's interesting. But um, everyone wants to run somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Not suspicious at all. Yeah. It's nice, though, because there's this moment where when Jughead and Betty first come in, Jughead says, I want to talk to you about something. Mm-hmm. Because if Betty says, no, go to Toledo, it's okay, then he would go. But if she said, no, please don't, then he wouldn't. Yeah. You know. It's important to him to get her opinion on things. Yeah. Yeah. Then next thing about Betty is just that Mayor McCoy is like, hello, and Weatherby they're like hi Betty and she's like I'm distracted but if you look at the subtitles she like offers her an intern position internship and I don't know what for but like I don't know after she is done being distracted she looks back and it's not like Mayor McCoy's being like um do you accept she's just being like can you walk me up like I don't know it was weird it was weird I have nothing to add to that except that it was just a very weird moment okay cool Uh, The next thing is that FP's trailer is being searched and that they found the gun and he looked super confused about that. I thought it looked like Miss Grundy's gun. Oh! Was hers in a lockbox too? I think they both had revolvers. Was it hers uh, in a lockbox too? Yeah, so I was kind of confused about that one. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. We shall see. Yeah, I was about to like come up with a theory, but like that doesn't make any sense, so I'm not going to say it. Oh, okay. I'm just going to quickly insert this little thing about Kevin and Joaquin now. Mm-hmm. So Kevin's just saying this, like, I've never had a boyfriend before. And it's like a nice moment between those two and I like them. Joaquin's going to turn on FP so fast. Oh, yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Because Joaquin's like, he likes me. And it's like, did you mean you like him? Yep. I hundred percent do not think that Joaquin is pretending. No. I don't think so at all. So that, I like that. 
I think Joaquin genuinely likes him, and he's going to turn on FP, and something bad's going to happen there. And yeah. I'm kind of worried about Joaquin. Yeah, me too. I don't want him to die. Oh, my God. I think we've had enough dead gays on TV lately. Yes. Agree, agree. So then there's this great moment where Jughead's like, hey, guys, um, sorry to interrupt, but... And Kevin's <laughs> like, please, please leave. Please, please leave. The last person I want to see is you. <laughs> uh, then he sees his dad, and Joaquin goes in the other direction. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting because they have this, it's like a mutual understanding. Because neither of them say, oh, one sec, I, ga- I gotta go. Like, they just go. And they just yeah. know, you know? Yeah. They're like, okay, avoid each other at all costs. Yeah. It's, it's kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, so then uh, Betty is confronting Archie and Veronica. And then Jughead shows up and is just like, I'm feeling suddenly left out. He has FOMO. He has, like, hardcore FOMO right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's really, it's nice, because there's this moment where Betty says, who's going to tell him? And Archie steps up to do it. Yeah. Because they're best friends. Because Archie really is his best friend. Yes. And then Betty's like, I didn't know. And then we learn that FP was arrested. And it's sad. I really don't like that Jughead wasn't listening to Betty, though. No, I didn't like that either. Especially when he's like, can you believe I passed up going to Toledo? And it's like, she had no role in this, you She jerk. clearly didn't. No. This is, like, the second time in a row Jughead has had these outbursts that aren't fair. He keeps looking for a way out of his relationship with Betty. Yeah. 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 He was looking for excuses. I mean, I hate it because I like them together. He gets to the trailer and he crosses the police line, even though that's not what you're supposed to do. And <laughs> then he trashes the place and cries and that's my... Poor baby. Sorry about your life, Joggy. Because then he's, like, sad, and then it's, like, he does that thing where his face turns to angry. Yeah. He's, where is he, he? He has a plan somewhere. Yeah. I don't know where he is. I'm worried he's going to do something bad. I, yeah. Yeah. Something rash. Yeah. And now it's time for our segments. So my first segment is called Asexual Jughead? Question mark, question mark, question mark. And the answer is yes, always yes. And uh, my segment is Did Jughead Eat a Burger? He, no. But he was, he ate something. He was at dinner. Yeah. So. He was at dinner. He had an awkward dinner table. Yeah. Like, he, he had an awkward dinner event, and so he just didn't eat. Like, he's a nervous eater, okay? Okay. Okay. And now it's time for our best line award. So my best line award this week goes to Cheryl Blossom for... Hands off, Gollum. And for my best line award, it's one that just cracked me up, was, uh, Polly. How many wigs does your father have? One for every mood. Because, like, if I was rich, I might do that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. If you're a fan of The 100, we like to talk about that show. And if you're a fan of Lost, our second episode, talking about the third and fourth episodes, came out. And so you should watch and listen to it. Um, yeah, because it's adorable. And yeah. we have special guest star Oscar Mike on Twitter. Her name is she's Sarah. So and she's so smart. Amazing. Yeah. Um, speaking of Twitter, you can follow the Aficionados there at, at the Aficionados. Follow me on Twitter and I'll do the same. You can tweet us with anything you like to discuss or have us read out. Um, you guys can just like drag us and like we'll read it out because that cracks me up. <laughs> <laughs> our Facebook page is facebook.com slash the Aficionados. And our Patreon is patreon.com slash the Aficionados. If you have anything to donate, we're paying for server costs and that would be super great of you. We have a Tumblr now. It's theaficionados.tumblr.com, and I wrote an article about the 121 pilots over there. And you should read it, because it's really cute. Yeah. Um, our website is theaficionados.com. 
You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me on Twitter at, at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. And tune in next week for episode 112, Anatomy of a Murder. That trailer looks ridiculous, so it's very exciting. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited about it. Also nervous. Yep. Yep, me too. Yep. Yep. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. 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 Bye.